Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. I'm so excited today. We are joined by Jacqueline Francis, who is a Canadian living in New York City, a stripper, touring comedian, artist, and amazing lady all around. Jack published Striptastic, a celebration of dope-ass cunts who like money, an illustrated anthology. Also, Strippers Forever activity book is available online for free at jackthestripper.com slash blog. So excited to talk with you today. Thank Welcome. you for having me. <laughs> so do you kind of just want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, I would love to. Um, hello, my name is Jacqueline, or Jack. Apparently some people think it's Jacques, so I just want to set the record straight that it's not. It's Jack, <laughs> that rhymes with snack. And yeah, I'm... Uh, what do I do? I do so many things. I do too much, but I'm a hustler and I am a sex worker and I like doing so many different things. So I started stripping almost nine years ago and I didn't really have much direction apart from that. I just needed money. And then I started writing about it and then I started making comics about it. And then I started painting <laughs> about it and doing stand up about it. You know, I've always been a storyteller, but stripping is the only thing anybody really wants to hear me talk about. <laughs> so I've just decided to stick with that for now. And I'm really happy to be here. So uh, we're wondering, in what ways do you feel being a stripper or a sex worker has either defined or helped you explore and embrace your own sexuality? It is how I don't I could I don't even know how to answer this question because <laughs> it's everything to me. Um so I started stripping when I was 23 years old. And I, at the time, I had come out as, I guess, gay. I don't know, right? I've had so many identities of, like, mm -hmm. who I like to have sex with. And it's not really anybody's business apart from the person I'm interested in. So I don't really care too much about titles then. But at the time, when I was 21, I was like, I'm gay as hell. And then I'm going <laughs> to make all this money off of these sad sucker men who are trash. <laughs> And, you know, I still harbor that feeling sometimes, but it's a lot more nuanced now. Uh, so I don't know. I think I've always been really confident. I don't know. My mom just is really confident. So, uh, but I always say stripping made me about 10,000 times more confident mm. because there's uh, nothing val more validating than money for me honestly. And when people were just throwing money at my pussy, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is great. Cause I, so I started dancing in Australia and they just want to see your pussy. Like I didn't understand. I thought it was about dancing. It has nothing to do with dancing. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with like showing someone your pussy or something like that. <laughs> so I don't know. I felt so empowered by that and my sexuality was rewarded mm -hmm. and I got I got to explore so many different things on my own terms, you know, because mm. you had invitations all over the place to do all sorts of weird things. You just, and I felt, I still feel like a strip club is the safest place to explore 
because I know, I know the bouncers. I have someone to physically threaten you if you upset me or harm me. Mm. And that like there's CCTV and there's a million people in there. Like, I feel like it's a pretty safe place. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's really because sex is such a focal point with, you know, with my career, I used to feel like I had to adhere to a certain kind of set of standards, like identifying as queer or gay or not, or what's, what's work and what's pleasure. And I think a lot of the time sex work, we try to separate the sex and the work and that when it's work, it doesn't really matter if it's a reflection of your sexuality because it's just work. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it is a reflection of your sexuality. Mm. And somebody asked me like if the other day, like because I guess because of my queerness, they were like, do you feel like stripping is an expression of your sexuality because most of your clients are men? And I was like, well, yeah, because stripping is about me and my sexuality, not their sexuality. If they happen to enjoy it. Damn straight. Yeah, I love that. That (laughs) they can pay for it. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I think this whole idea of like women catering to men's fantasies is like the the like founding part of sex work is kind of fucked up and not true. It's Mm. more like, what is your expression of sexuality and who gravitates towards that and who wants to pay you for it? Mm. You know, and it goes both ways. Like sometimes you try to like, you know, make yourself over to appeal to someone, but that's exhausting. Have you ever done that before? (laughs) (laughs) So much work. And you don't, it doesn't feel right. It Mm. feels weird and forced and it's tiring. And it, you know, there's a lid to every pot. There's always going to be somebody. So I don't know. There's a million ways that my sexuality has been amplified and morphed into different things. Like I feel so many different ways, so many different days. Mm. And I didn't know that that was possible. I thought like sexual identity was like, once you came out, you came out and you are now happy and like you can live your big gay life. And that's wonderful for some people, but my (laughs) sexuality has actually been a lot different. Like Mm. I've had so many wonderful experiences with so many different kinds of people and you know it really doesn't have much to do with like their gender identity it's more like do you smell nice (laughs) to me do you make me laugh yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know are you courting me Mm -hmm. you know like does this feel good Mm -hmm. so so yeah I think it's just kind of allowed me to want what I want instead of thinking that I had to have this fixed idea. Mm. And it's exciting too, because like that means I have a whole life ahead of me of wanting to try new things. That you is know? so exciting. Yeah, like <laughs> your kinks change. Nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything changes. Did I, you always feel comfortable with uh, sex work? Like, was there ever a time in which you were like first starting out and it was like a little bit like, ooh, I'm diving into this or feeling uncomfortable or was it always just like (laughs) no it was so weird (laughs) I like I went to college to study Russian literature I thought I was going to be in advertising Mm. and then I got a job in advertising and I was so excited about like the power suits and that's pretty much it I didn't like it (laughs) so when I tried stripping it was kind of like this it wasn't like I I had always kind of wanted to do it, but my boyfriend at the time was like, don't do it. Be a cam girl. And I was like, I don't want a cam. Like I want to perform for an audience of live people in front of me. Like that's the exciting part for me. Mm. That's my personal, um, you know, orientation is what we call it. <laughs> you know, of like what works for you. Like I, that doesn't, speaking my language. yeah. <laughs> so everyone has a different thing. I'm like, no, I need a, I need a stage. I need the lights. <laughs> I need strangers with a cash in their pockets. Like that's what I like. And everyone <laughs> likes something different. 
And my first day, I was terrified. Oh, my God. I felt so cheap. I felt so nervous and uncomfortable. Mm. I didn't know what to do because I thought it and like I have a dance background right I thought like all of my years of dance training (laughs) was preparing me for this Mm. and it doesn't at all Mm. and just I don't know I don't think I wasn't like yeah my pussy's fucking beautiful I definitely did not feel that way about my body until I started stripping Mm. you know I was just like yeah it's fine like it smells weird (laughs) and then now I'm like fuck yeah my pussy smells amazing mm-hmm. you know <laughs> most of the time <laughs> but it's just I don't know I think it, it was super I was really clumsy and awkward mm. at first just like most people and no one starts out being great at the job it's weird it's a weird job I can relate to so much of what you're saying from my years in the porn industry I had yeah. a really like a, I had so many parallels I'm sitting here like internally screaming at, like those first awkward moments and like for me my orientation was definitely that yeah I'm obsessed with it I'm going to um definitely jump onto that one um so it was definitely more like being an exhibitionist but I liked the fact that I was being recorded but then also the people that were like the technically it's just crew which is half the time like not even they're not looking at it as no they're not necessarily perving out all the time they're just like I'm doing my job doing the lights yeah (laughs) holding that I want to go home and drink tequila (laughs) half the time um but honestly it was like sort of that little bit of thrill of the people that are here but then the people that are going to see it later and then Mm. again and then again (laughs) that's my my biggest nightmare yeah you know what I mean like the idea I was recorded once in a sexy situation Mm -hmm. and I I felt my whole skin on fire. I was so uncomfortable. I was not into it. It is terrifying. No, we owe so much to porn performers for acting out (laughs) our fantasies for us. (laughs) Yeah. No, I really admire it because I remember being on camera and I was like, "Uh no. And I was also, I said cut. And like the the person holding the camera did not cut. I know I wasn't directing or anything, but I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they didn't listen to me. They kept filming. No. And I was like, fuck That's you. so great. Uh-uh. Fuck you. Yeah. Men are trash, man. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. Um, just bringing around back to that. But um, yeah, I... Yeah, that was a really unfortunate. That that was like not a great situation, oh, but yeah. bad boundary cross there. Yeah, mm. you know, it's okay. It's, it's, I'm fine. Well, I don't know where the footage is, but mm. it'll <laughs> pop up someday. Well, I'm glad your other experiences as a sex worker will were a little more positive, at least in that you seem to have gained some confidence and some feeling of autonomy on the stage and really just like coming into your own and like fuck yeah this is me take it or leave it <laughs> yeah absolutely like I had really bad body image issues like I was bulimic forever like forever like almost a decade and I had recovered and been in therapy but I still like always mm. thought I was like fat or something and like body dysmorphia is so real but mm-hmm. when I started stripping uh, this, the lighting in strip clubs it, between like seven inch platform heels and lighting and being worshipped on a literal pedestal yes. or podium or a stage, <laughs> you're like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I look so good. I always tell everyone that if you want to change your self esteem, like redo redo the lighting in your house and not like install mm. like track lighting for five thousand dollars or whatever it costs. I have no idea, but just go to IKEA and buy a lamp that has like a movable head or buy a tr- mm. experiment with with light bulbs and point them in like off the wall instead of straight overhead and just experiment and you're gonna feel so much hotter 
<laughs> you will love this yes. so and it's like a 20 dollars makeover this is some good advice <laughs> it's ex- honestly this. like that's one one advice that i'll stand behind i'm mm. like it will change your whole attitude i really <laughs> love the idea of just how i don't know almost like goddess worshipy it is and i've never thought about that until you just said it that like a woman on stage being, you know, having money thrown at her and just, it really is worship. And that's like, yes, very into it. People look (laughs) at it so much differently. When I say people, I mean like society and the way they Mm. frown upon sex work and stripping and things like that. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, who's really the one losing here? (laughs) Like, anyway, that being said, um, is there any advice you have for non-sex workers to embrace a connection of money and sexuality? Oh, yeah. Money and sexuality? Mm-hmm. I think separately. Like, you know, embrace money, embrace sexuality. And if you want to embrace them at the same time, yeah, do that. Like, fuck on a pile of money. I don't know. <laughs> do whatever you want. But embracing your sexuality, I would definitely go back to um, how I felt before I started stripping I remember I wanted to be a stripper so I had like these super high prom shoes <laughs> and I walked around my house naked in these prom shoes that were so like the art so strip fun fact stripper shoes don't really have a high arch it's the platform mm. and platforms absorb a lot of the impact when you're walking so if you want just a more comfortable heel always get a platform and always get an ankle strap mm-hmm. and if you can and a peep toe kind of like gives you wiggle room as far as like breathing so that's why that model is really popular so if you want to walk around in heels go for a platform like louboutins are sexy mm. but you can't fucking walk in those Okay. They're like literally designed to handicap you, handicap you. They're so impossible to walk in, but like I've danced in Steve Madden platform pumps forever Mm. because of a different reason, but I'll get to that later. Um, but I would say like, get into yourself at your house, like turn down the lights, get yourself a different Ikea lamp, try a red lamp, put on the music that you like, spark up a joint Mm -hmm. and put on that outfit that you bought on dolls kill or whatever (laughs) that you haven't worn. And put it on for yourself. So good. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause we all have mm-hmm. outfits that we buy with this aspiration of having a time to mm-hmm. wear it. And it can be so intimidating wearing that for a partner. Cause you mm-hmm. think it's for somebody else. You're like, oh, it's going to be super sexy. Like, no, wear it for yourself. Yeah. Have a I nice time. Take yourself That's on a totally. date. Just hang out and watch TV or like, you know, cook yourself dinner like just make art just have a sexy (laughs) date have a sexy date with yourself Mm. and like try taking pictures if you want do whatever you want but I really I think that we all we all have a slut inside us like a cheap slut and an expensive slut (laughs) and you should you should indulge both of them the classy and the like this is resonating for me so deeply Mm -hmm. I really feel that I I love uh embodying both the cheap and the fancy slut (laughs) I've actually tried the red light thing too recently and the combination with the joint and my vibrator on the couch, like just something mindless on the television. <laughs> yes. Some candles and sage burning or something. Yes. That's me taking myself on a date. And, <laughs> and finish like it up with should. tea. You should take yourself on a date. Like mm-hmm. once a month at least. Mm-hmm. Just do that for yourself. I think like we forget that like performing sexuality you also perform it for yourself mm-hmm. you know like you're not mm-hmm. just performing it for somebody else mm-hmm. like when you want to feel hot you perform a certain dance and mm-hmm. act a certain way and 
and like, you know, put on a show for yourself because you deserve it and you're hot and you should not like deprive yourself of mm -hmm. your own beauty. Yeah. Get into it, girl. <laughs> Agreed. So I'm curious, what do strippers wish their patrons knew? Like, for example, what are the main things we can do or say in strip clubs that are like most beneficial and what are some of the worst? <laughs> I wish my patrons knew less. <laughs> um, what is it? What do I wish they knew? I wish they knew that I wish they they really understood what boundaries are mm. and could and, you know, had the humility, not that's not the word, just had the respect to consider them. You know, I think that a lot of one of my one of my work wives, she's like, this guy was like, you don't even really like me. I bet you don't even really like me. And um. she was like, and she just, and he was, she was giving him a lap dance and he was complaining. Also, so many men pay for you while they like insult you. Like you're in, you're getting a lap dance and like the time is ticking and there it's $20, $50, $100, whatever. And they're just criticizing you the whole time or criticizing themselves or criticizing the whole experience. What? The whole experience is more popular. Like this is fake. I bet you say that to all the guys. And it's like, and she just turned around. She goes, nobody asks Minnie Mouse for her real fucking name at Disney world. Amazing. <laughs> she was like, he was, oh, he was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like it's just, <laughs> it's entertainment. You're walking into a place that is explicitly entertainment, yeah. you know? And there's, and it's a very, uh, old practice. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I love dogs. Guest growls by Tosca's dog, Charlemagne. <laughs> I'll Charlemagne. I wish they just kind of respected boundaries a little bit more. Mm. Some of them do and they're wonderful, but the whole like, this is bullshit is kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you wish people just like walked in to the show and knew how to behave and like had manners? Oh, yeah. That would Even be nice. as another patron at the strip club, yeah. I'm like embarrassed for the mm -hmm. other people. Misbehaving. Yeah. Some guy, this was actually, <laughs> this was at, this was at a bar. No, it was at a farm property where they had a live band performing and this band was performing and I was like lying on a blanket watching them perform and they asked for tips and I went up and like put a couple bucks in and this tall old white dude walks up to him, the musician, and he holds up a bill that I can't see from here. But I hear him say to the band player, he says, you know, you don't have change for a hundred, do you? Because he's holding a hundred dollar bill. And the guy's like shrugging and he goes, OK, I'll just give you this. And he puts in like a dollar and I was like, you asshole wow i was like he does that to strip and i remember telling i was with my wife i was like he does that to strippers too for sure like oh can you break a hundred and then they say like, you can't and they just give you a dollar and they put their hundred back in their pocket <laughs> and they think they're being funny mm -mm. and they're just being like trash yeah that's you not know? amusing so in the least yeah i've had so when people just fan their money out in front of you i, I mean this is fun fact when anybody tells you how rich they are they're, they're not giving any money to you mm. in any situation in any situation if you're pitching a client on any project and they're like listen i made 43 million dollars doing this if, if anybody opens with that they're they're not going to give you any money mm -hmm. they're just there to fan their own egos to feel important mm -hmm. and then they're going to 
rationalize in their mind that you're not worthy of their money, mm. that you're not working hard enough or whatever, but they got to have their moment of like feeling good and powerful with like, and it's so disrespectful mm. and it's a huge problem. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to segue really quick. Um, I don't know if you follow um, L stripper writer on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. So I saw that she posted something recently, like mm -hmm. calling out she, so this other stripper writer mm -hmm. is actually her username on mm -hmm. Instagram um, that I love to follow posted that one of her Instagram followers like came in the club was inappropriate and she called him out right on her feed. I thought it was so fucking great. Mm. Um, not that it happened, but that she was like, fuck you. I'm just putting it right out there. Like, mm. and I was wondering if that, at, like, that ever happened to you, if someone, like, can't, you know, like, think more or less crossing the line because they think that just because they've, oh, I've talked to you on, you know, maybe you replied once to them on social media or I follow you on social media that they can, like, in some way just take advantage of that it seems like this guy felt like entitled to hit to our attention or something like that mm -hmm. yeah well I'm very cryptic when I say cryptic I don't let people know where I work because I don't want social media people I don't strip as Jack okay. I, I strip mm -hmm. as somebody else mm -hmm. Jack is like Jack exists because my stripper character exists mm -hmm. and like if I and I they have to they exist together symbiotically but they're not the same person. Like I couldn't do stand up without stripping and I couldn't strip without stand up because they're both outlets for the other one. It's wonderful to hear that you have that boundary and you're not getting like stalked or anything well, like that well, wait, I was, via the Instagram. Well, you kind of do though. Um, I think that a cool thing and kind of like I, I really want to humanize sex work. I really mm -hmm. want to bring levity to the community and also show people with comics and humor that it is work like anything mm -hmm. is work it is a job that you do that you get paid to do so it obviously has some setbacks because you don't get paid to do stuff that is 100% awesome all the time mm -hmm. that's called like a vacation mm -hmm. you know yeah. so <laughs> it's work and I just wanted to shine a really fun light on that and mm -hmm. in my attempt and I'm and I'm becoming like increasingly popular and that's wonderful yeah. and there's so many opportunities yes. that are coming my way and I love that but mm -hmm. with that with the F with like my desire to humanize sex work sometimes mm -hmm. I kind of dehumanize myself mm. you know sometimes I, I feel like I'm treated more like an archetype or something than a person yeah and and it's and I share a lot about my experiences and you know my first book was a memoir mm. and the beaver show you can buy it on amazon or listen to it on Audible. Ooh, um, oh, I have Audible credit. Yeah, you should listen to it. It's fun. Yes. I read it myself. <laughs> but um, but when you share that much with people, sometimes it's people sometimes feel I don't know. It's like people do know you in a way, but mm -hmm. you don't know them. So when people approach yeah. you, and sometimes you. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes you feel like you don't want to disappoint them, but you know you're going to anyway. So you're just kind of because like, you're human. Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like the other day, I was having a, an amazing mushroom trip at a strip club. <laughs> wow! But I but and I was like, this. But when I'm on a mushrooms, I don't want to talk to strangers. Oh! But these strangers <laughs> were coming up to me, and they were all saying really nice things. But I was like, y'all, I'm so high. Mushrooms at a strip you know? club. Just, I really it was need amazing. My it was. I uh, would do this. Amazing. I would do this. I highly recommend it. Just you know what though? You know what I had to do? I had to, I had my stack of money, always bring a stack of money. Um, you know, strippers are a luxury. Mm -hmm. I don't go unless I can, yeah. unless yeah. I can throw them. 
Yeah. If I can't make it rain, I'm not showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just go mm-hmm. when you can. Wait till mm-hmm. payday. Make mm-hmm. sure it's special. You're not entitled to mm-hmm. like that kind of entertainment. Oh, sorry. It's very special. I don't have enough. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You, then get you, out of the front row. Yeah. <laughs> if you like whatever you spend at a basketball game, you should be spending that at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. For the same amount of time. Yep. If you're there for two hours, you should be dropping, I don't know, money depending on where you sit. But wait, so I was at the strip club. I was super high, having an amazing time, but a little bit uncomfortable, but I couldn't get up because I was high. <laughs> I couldn't get up. So I just had my friend, I was like, can you give money? And she was like, I got you. This is my work wife, Valerie Stunning. She's wonderful. Um, and she was also tripping. I, sorry, Val, I'm telling everyone that you're tripping. My but she happily was like, going up and tipping for me and I felt bad that I wasn't physically going up to the stage oh. to do it but I was like I can't I cannot do this right now I was like hiding in a corner mm-hmm. having a really good time <laughs> but I put earplugs in too so mm-hmm. I felt like I was in like a fishbowl of a strip club oh. it was cool wow. earplugs also if you ever go to a strip club or any event it's I highly recommend always having earplugs mm-hmm. because sometimes you just need a little boundary yeah between like the abrasiveness of like the noise and everything I feel like I'm getting a lot of really good life tips from you right now. No, I'm <laughs> happy to in. share. But going back to sex work. So mm-hmm. sex work is something that I'm really passionate about. And I I just, I want everyone to feel comfortable talking about it. And like you said, dehumanize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone listening who isn't really familiar with, you know, uh, how would you say someone could support sex workers? You can support sex workers by telling people who make jokes about sex workers that it's not funny. Mm. You can check people, and that's really helpful because horphobia is everywhere, Mm -hmm. and it's like little microaggressions that Mm -hmm. kind of wear you down. And it's never not a good time to be like, hey, that's not cool. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's a really great way to do it. You can also give money. Sex workers love money. The best Mm -hmm. way to support sex workers Mm -hmm. is to give them money. Mm -hmm. You know, every sex worker. Actually, I don't have cash app, but everybody I know, I have Venmo. You can Venmo me if you want. (laughs) If you want to give me a tip, you can totally do that. Or I don't, I mean, I'm not, that's like not part of my hustle. Um, But I do sell plenty of things, but Mm -hmm. support us. Give us Mm -hmm. money. How, how does it's, how does anybody want to be supported? It's usually financially. Mm -hmm. And Killing the stigma is really important too. So just talking about it and mm-hmm. being curious and also like do some reading. Don't like ask somebody in the comments to explain something to you. Like comments on Instagram, like actually do the homework. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe go Thank into, you open saying. the tab <laughs> into Google and be like, what is FOSTA SESTA? Oh uh, yeah. What is Let's it? Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Instead of saying, can someone explain to me what FOSTA SESTA is under a picture of like me eating a pizza? I'm like, no, guys, just like go out, go outside. And like, I love, you know, all the drama in the comments brings you to the top of the algorithm. So it's, it's good and it's bad. You know, You're like, look at all this drama. I'm like sipping my tea, but also like, guys, just, just do a read of a thing. Mm-hmm. So FOSTA SESTA. There are so many people who are more qualified than this. Like I identify as the court jester of strippers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the one who is really well versed in all of the political goings on, but I will do my best. So FOSTA SESTA was this bill signed in April that was like end child trafficking. Mm-hmm. 
ta-da, here's this bill. Okay. And everybody jumped on board because everybody loves ending human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really look into like what would actually happen. So what it does is it prohibits, it's a federal crime if you do anything on the internet to facilitate sex work, Mm -hmm. basically. There's a loophole that doesn't protect sex workers. And this is where I'm going to kind of like make a mistake for sure. And other people will be much more qualified to explain what actually happens. But what it's done is it's made sex work more dangerous. So one Mm -hmm. of the things that sex workers do is they have a safe client list or a bad date list. Mm -hmm. So if some, if a client is shitty for whatever reason, he's on a list and there's Mm -hmm. a referral program, but that it's illegal to have these lists now. Mm -hmm. Backpage was also seized by the FBI and taken down. And Backpage was like the affordable way to advertise your services. Mm -hmm. So now we're like, it's like you're, if you can't advertise, it's like if you, if you make a living selling your things on Etsy and then Etsy suddenly disappears. Like, where are you going to sell your stuff? Mm-hmm. You're going to go on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and put a little towel down and say, here, please look at my necklaces and my bird cages or whatever, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly what sex workers have had to do. They cannot sell their things on Etsy. I'm mm-hmm. using like a euphemism. Right. They have to go on the street and it's very dangerous. It's much more dangerous mm-hmm. and you can't screen clients. So they're taking all these risks and it's made sex work so much more dangerous. And we don't have any evidence that it's actually um, reduced and more are going Rates, back yeah. to pimps or seeking out like more dangerous routes. And that was one of the things that they were concerned about is yeah. that this issue of like, you know, they had these like, you know, like you said, safe and referral program. I've had yeah. so many mm-hmm. friends affected in various different facets of sex work. And it's yeah. really scary. Like mm-hmm. they're, yeah. you know, they had all these options to both gain clientele and check them. And even now, like, you know, like social media is cracking down on it's certain verbiage. So it, yeah, it was they it took Facebook? down a picture of my boobs today, oh and my, my boobs God. were covered. I was holding my boobs. I'll show you guys the video. I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm holding my boobs and shaking them around because I've done that forever. Yeah, yeah. and I, and we shot it three times because my nipples kept popping out between my fingers. <laughs> so we had to keep shooting it, and I'm just like topless, but my hands are around my boobs, and it was a joyful yeah celebration of my titties mm-hmm. and it got removed in like 20 minutes <laughs> and it's still even with all those attempts to cover the nipples yeah i really put a lot of work into it instagram so yeah. yeah so it's affecting everybody and we don't really even know all of the places it's touching but it's definitely cracking down harder mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so we don't know what's gonna happen you know because i could get erased from social media i try to be really conservative with how mm-hmm. i post with like you know i used to be a little bit riskier but it's my business and you have a lot of followers so starting over would not be fun no it's my business it's Mm -hmm. a it's a a risk it's like having a portfolio at this point Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just so terrified of that specifically because Mm -hmm. i feel like the internet has given us this beautiful safe space for education about Mm -hmm. sex and you know sex work and Mm -hmm. just you know someone who finds you on instagram probably sees your post and sees how you use the word slut in such a beautiful like celebratory way and then they might start thinking oh like hey that's actually not such a scary word like I want to be a slut and that how incredible is that that we can find people on the internet who are you know sharing these different ideas and to have censorship is just the most terrifying thing for me so well yeah the Christian right is trying to really reshape the moral fabric of this country and they are very organized and very powerful. Mm-hmm. And there's this great book. Oh my God. What is it called? 
Oh, I have to get my phone. But it's about dancing and how it's like an expression, mm. which is protected under your First Amendment right. And this book, it's called, oh my God, what is it called? Naked Justice. I think it's called <laughs> Naked Justice. And it's basically saying that like we need to learn from the way the radical, the, the, the extreme right of Christians organize and we need to emulate that strategy and be better at it because that's the only way you can't reason mm-hmm. with people who think that like you're a sinner and you're going to hell there's no reasoning with that there's just mm-hmm. organizing meet them on their level yeah interesting yeah because like there we have to organize we can't just like hope that hope that we don't individually get caught or get busted because mm-hmm. that's the mentality that mm-hmm. we've had and it's not working you know mm-hmm. we need to organize them to show up for each other And in real life. And no more, like, the whole, like, slut hierarchy thing pisses me off. Like, Oh, the hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? I don't know about that. So the hierarchy is, um, I don't know. Let's see how I, here's how I would describe it. I would say that it's, so whorephobia is something that I've had to really combat a lot Mm -hmm. in my life. Because when I started stripping, I was like, well, I'm better than everyone else because they're not touching me or I'm not fucking them or I'm not doing whatever. And you feel like what you're doing is better or safer or more whatever it's different you think that what you're doing is different and therefore better than somebody else who's doing something differently than you mm-hmm. and and it's nobody's business what kind of hoe you are you know what i mean <laughs> so that is, that is exactly mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's your body and it's your choice mm-hmm. and everybody's boundaries are different and if you respect if you believe in bodily autonomy if you believe in a woman's right to choose what she does with her body mm-hmm. You have to respect her choice to do whatever you, whatever she wants with it. And it might not be the choice you make for yourself. Yes. So whorephobia is, and they call it lateral whorephobia. So mm-hmm. like you're all in the industry mm-hmm. and like certain, like, like burlesque, I mean, I, it's all, uh, there's no like official rules. Like there's not an official pie chart released by like sex workers <laughs> of the universe. That's like, this is what is, you mm-hmm. know, that's not, it's a radical grassroots collective of Mm. femmes all over the fucking world since forever and a lot of our stories aren't written down you know or Mm -hmm. not online because it's dangerous to be online and like your kids can get taken away from you you know what i mean like it's really fucking dangerous so it's very like folkloric Mm-hmm. In the way we talk about it. But the hierarchy is like strippers think that they're better than full service sex workers because they're not fucking someone or like whatever. It's Even just porn everyone- stars sometimes hate on people who I, and when I was totally. in the adult industry, they'd be like, you know, they're, they're worried about testing and safety and stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily, they, they'd say it was that, but I think it was coming from another place too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you must be dirty if you're doing full service behind mm-hmm. closed doors and not in front of a camera. Right. Like automatically assuming someone's not using Mm -hmm. safe practices and things like that. Yeah. Comparison is really like Mm -hmm. detrimental to us all. Yeah. I like I and I check myself all the time because sometimes sometimes I I get uncomfortable about what other people do because I just imagine myself doing it. I wouldn't want to do that. And therefore I like judge the other person. I'm like, wait, why am I? It's, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in that situation. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. So why am I taking time out of my day to make opinions about it? You know, yeah. we're all just kind of insecure and judging each other as we figure things out. It's not seamless, but yeah, but horophobia needs to, and, and also the other reason why horophobia is a big problem is because, because, because sex work is illegal 
and stripping is legal. So strippers are like in the club mm. and they're doing, they're offering certain services for a certain price. And then somebody's offering a different service for a similar price. It's kind of like changing the standard mm. of what's expected for how much money. And it kind of messes with women's money and like, don't ever mess with a stripper's money. That's when mm. you're going to get her mad. Mm -hmm. She's going to say stupid shit. So, so there's a lot of things happening, you know? And especially a lot of strippers were really like, FOSTA says it doesn't affect me because I don't do full service sex work. My job is legal. And then, but then they were also really upset because more sex workers who can't advertise on Backpage are going to come into the clubs and pull clients out of the oh. clubs, mm. you know, like, so that's, yeah, basically FOSTA SESTA is really bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's coming for your cute selfies if you're not a sex worker. You know, mm -hmm. it's coming for you no matter what. So, yeah, Craigslist, it matters. Personals, yep. all gone. Yeah. Everyone is a little judgmental. I think that's okay. But I think it's that, like, whether you're camming or whether you just say you're a slut and just yeah. love, you know, being sexy and amazing, or if you're a stripper, just supporting everyone else around you who do, does something different. Yeah. I think it's also like every time we express sexuality, I think maybe in the back of our minds, we think that that person is inviting us to do something with them. Mm -hmm. And like, we shouldn't be so flattered. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, they're not mm -hmm. like, just because somebody says they love, I don't know, like splashing, for example, Splashing is when you like fuck on food, play, like play with food. Is it the cake stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of things. It sounds I amazing. Love it. I, I've done part, I've done like small little douses of it, but like mm -hmm. in a strip club with like carpeted floors. So I didn't have like the real freedom mm. that I wanted. But let's say someone's like, I love splashing. And you're like, ew, that's gross. He's like, why? Mm -hmm. It's not gross. And they're not even inviting you. So don't, <laughs> so shut up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If somebody's inviting you, politely decline. But I think we immediately insert ourselves into every yeah. situation. Like, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about us, though. That's why I like it's this. It's not about us. <laughs> I agree. This yeah. quote that um, a friend, Emily Sears, once said on Twitter, it was, my body becomes sexual when I am turned on, not when you are. And I just love that she said that. Mm -hmm. Like like you were saying before, you dancing is about your, your expression of your sexuality and it's your moment. And yes, those people are indulging in that and being entertained and mm -hmm. paying you but sitting there like oh yeah do that for me and you're like this is for me though mm -hmm. <laughs> in my group on for me um yeah it's so it's so shitty when yeah. people are like do it like that like there's like <laughs> like when you're dancing for a customer sometimes they grab their your hips and they try to like sit you down on their lap or they try to if the ass man's a boob man or a boob man's an ass man and you're like shaking your ass in his face he'll like turn your hips and try to like turn you around so we can see like oh, like oh. like you're just not a human do not touch and i'm like the I, always go, I always go don't tell me how to dance <laughs> <laughs> you know because they're just trying to like get it's like you just have to appreciate it there's mm -hmm. just this yeah i mean going to a strip club is a very it's a very passive experience to receive that kind of entertainment and then when you get to be active is when you get to throw money that's yeah. pretty much the only time. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody explicitly invites you to do something, mm -hmm. you know? Agreed. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give to someone looking to embrace the word slut? What advice would I give to someone who would want to embrace the word slut? Well, why do you want to? I would just ask more questions to the, to the individual. Like, why do you want to embrace the word slut? What does the word slut mean to you? <laughs> What's the history of the word for you? 
When was the first time you heard it? How did it make you feel? When was a different time you heard it? It made you feel differently. Um, and just, you know, look into all of those things. Just really, just like get out your journal. I'm so into journaling. I'm so into reading other people's stories and memoirs, but just like writing down your feelings or listening to other people's stories and just really thinking about like your personal experience because that's, that's all we are. It's like a collection of our experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me a while to embrace the word slut. Like I, I think I liked it, but I really, I think stripper was more powerful for me first mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. calling it a slut. Before, before identifying as a slut, I was like, I'm a stripper. Mm-hmm. And I loved the word stripper. Like, I hate the word exotic dancer. Like, if, if you've seen me dance, I'm not fucking exotic. I'm not. I just walk around that pole. No, it's like, I, I don't do around. anything. I just stand there and I smile and I talk. Like, I am not a, an exotic dancer. I'm a, hot, I'm a stripper. I take off my clothes and it's nice. Like, that's what I do. So. But it took me a minute to actually, I think even when I started, I was like, I'm going to be a stripper. Like I just knew exactly what stripper meant, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but teaching people to embrace that word has taken time. Like a lot of clients are like, you're not a stripper. You're an exotic dancer. I'm like, you're an idiot. (laughs) Stripper's Um, a bad word. Yeah, they do. They think it's like, they think it's uh, derogatory and maybe it is. I don't know, but I don't think it is. And I, if you call me a stripper, it doesn't upset me. It's a great word. It's literally my job description. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And then slut came around because I thought, and originally I really just wanted to talk to other strippers. I felt like this was my universe. These are my people. (laughs) But now, and and my mom's always like, you know, honey, you should really cast a wider net. Like you're limiting yourself. I'm like, no, I'm not mom. There's a lot of strippers, but she's kind of right too. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's not everybody is a stripper, but a lot of people can relate to you. You know, but mm. pretty much anybody can relate to, you know, being called something because of their sexuality and being shamed for that. Well, mom's so, so wise. My <laughs> mom is so great, you know, like she's and she's had her horophobic moments mm. and she's had her homophobic moments. You know, we've all come around, you yeah. know, it takes people a minute and took me a minute. So slut, I don't know. Slut was just Kristen, Kristen Soleil, who wrote mm. Witches, Sluts, Feminists. Mm. She really, um got me wanting to use that word a lot more because Kristen is identifies as a slut and like when we wanted to work together I was like it's a stripper tour but like Kristen's not a stripper I was like oh wait what do we have in common we're sluts yeah this is great (laughs) you know it's a commonality it's a thing that we have together and like I used to throw around the word hoe a lot and Mm. that's not appropriate it's appropriate actually like Mm -hmm. hoe is used is a word that's used to um it's, it's like a slur targeted at women of color yeah. and it is not in my place to use that word for fun. Mm-hmm. So I used to use that word and people were like, don't fucking use that word. And I was like, fuck, I'm, you know, you learn, yeah. you use words and you understand that you shouldn't be mm-hmm. using them. So, um, slut is a total like white trash cultural thing that like, you know, if, if white girls are going around saying I'm hoeing around, like maybe just try saying slutting around. It's just mm-hmm. a little more respectful and probably means the same thing that you're trying to say I like that. yeah I like that. yeah it's yeah. a good point yeah and I've, I've had to be called out on this like this mm-hmm. wasn't like i didn't walk out the womb knowing that like i mm-hmm. couldn't it wasn't appropriate for me to use these words i had to check we all myself. have our learning experiences every day mm-hmm. <laughs> every day the growing is what matters mm-hmm. just being our best selves every day yeah and the willingness to hear a call out because mm-hmm. color culture is really 
toxic and mean and draggy and straight up bullying. And that's like the infighting amongst like the radical feminist community and the sex work community is really a problem. We need to do better. Yeah. So, but listen to, to criticisms, you know, listen to call outs, learn Mm -hmm. from them, but don't, you know, you could really ruin someone's day by being mean on the internet, you know, mm. and you feel self-righteous when you're calling somebody out, but you're making, you could make someone else feel really shitty. And that's probably not what you're really trying to do. It's not your MO. It's so easy to get caught up in that. And it's like yeah. the people who used to get bullied are then the bullies. Yeah. Yeah. Cycle. Yeah. You know? It's not how it's supposed to go. No. Just show kindness, compassion, empathy. Mm-hmm. These are concepts. <laughs> And also, like, how important is it? You know, when Do you, you need when, to say it, is it is it really mm-hmm. important right now? Is this really important? But mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody's trying to get better, but the, like the the policing of one another for a whole community who hates cops is really ironic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's so true. And that's a projection. Mm-hmm. We can do better. Yeah. Yeah. People are just climbing on the wrong hills to die on these days, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just really manic and mm-hmm. like scared. And I don't think it's anyone's fault, but I think we could all look around and be like, all right, is this helping or is this hurting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I try to do. Cause sometimes I get caught up in the like, the bashing and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Or if it happens to someone else, you're like, what do I do? It's really uncomfortable really ruins my day mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. on a slightly lighter note <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um so i love striptastic um Thank you. and i was really excited to meet you and kristen uh, a couple years ago when you guys uh were here in la doing that tour um i was curious i just there's so many really hilarious illustrations in here and the comics and um so i noticed you have like a quote that a guy says and like his name and age and this is that all like accurate like you like remembered their name and their age or did you just like make them up as you went along and do you have a favorite of like someone who was annoying or just like a favorite because you really enjoyed the illustration oh so many favorites um so it's as it's as accurate as i as i could be i always Mm -hmm. ask where someone's from i always ask their name Mm -hmm. and i don't usually ask their age explicitly but if it comes up, I will like remember an approximation. It. Yeah. Like, and I kind of like gauge, mm-hmm. you know, some like, but they always, they always ask me where, how old I am. Right. And what yeah. my name, you know, it's just like, that's how you get to know somebody at the mm-hmm. club. It's kind of like those are the questions they ask. Right. And yeah, I kept a notebook mm-hmm. in my little purse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Amazing. notes in my phone of anything anybody would say. Cause mm-hmm. the, the whole reason why this all started was I like, I, so I was, I've always been a writer and I was writing and I wrote this memoir, The Beaver Show. Mm-hmm. No agents were interested. Nobody answered my calls. The radio silence really like made me feel so shitty. And I didn't know. And I was like, but I needed to tell the story. I needed to get out there. So I didn't know how mm. to get it out there. And I was just sort of, I found some artist on Instagram. I, I wasn't even an artist yet. Uh, and she was like, yeah, I do this thing called The 100 Day Project where you make one thing every day for a hundred days and it has to be mm-hmm. a small, manageable, achievable project, something that you can do every day within reason. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just like write down a funny thing. A guy says at the club to me every day, <laughs> you know? And I, so I would just write it on a piece of paper and then eventually they were like stick figures talking to each other. And then mm-hmm. uh, there were speech <laughs> bubbles and then yeah. there were 
like, and then they became single panel comics. So that's how this whole book emerged. And it started with just everything they would say. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, this one right here is great. This is great. This one's was it named Danny. Yeah. Danny. From okay. your section about what you love about stripping, yeah. the free medical advice. Yeah. It's this guy, Danny. I remember him so well because he, he had a really smooth forehead. <laughs> and he was, because I was like, wow. He's like, I get Botox. Like, he was so proud about it. He oh. was like, uh, yeah, I got to keep it fresh. And he was talking about how he got Botox. And I was giving him a lap dance. And I remember I was like sitting, facing away, doing my hair flip and pushing my butt into his like lap slash chest. One of my signature, I got the perfect leg height. Mm. for putting my like butt right at their face when I bend over and just like pushing (laughs) all of your weight into a it feels good right when someone you like puts all their weight onto you so just like be as heavy as you can be on them and they Mm -hmm. love it it's like it's contrary to what you're raised to believe it's like Mm. reduce yourself be small be skinny to be desirable it's like no fucking crush them (laughs) take up space it feels Mm -hmm. good everyone loves to be like crushed by something sexy Mm -hmm. like yes So I was doing my crusher move <laughs> and, uh, and D- Danny just like reaches over, like he doesn't reach over. He like leans forward to be like, just so you know, all your moles on your back are fine. Cause Danny's a dermatologist. Oh. I, I, I should have said that. I should have prefaced it with that. But yeah, there's so many, um, oh my God. there's so many great stories in here. Like, cause I a lot of these stories this. are too from other people, but, um, I think honestly the beginning ones, like the guy who inspired it or this guy. Oh my God. This guy I was talking about this guy says this it's, there's a picture of two people. It's on page 14. If you're following along, <laughs> um, there's this guy with like the sort of like old dude with, you know, patchy hair and a barrel chest and this stripper with her arms crossed. And he said, I had a really nice time with this one girl, but her body wasn't up to my standards. Oh, and like, it's just oh. men shit talking other women to me at the club is like nuts. Whoa. It's like, and, and to everyone, they all do that. They all think that they all try to make, not they all, not hashtag, not all men, a lot of men, enough men <laughs> criticize other women to try to make you feel better, to compliment you. They insult other women. And it's just, you're not like other girls. Yeah. That's, that doesn't make us feel better. Just, it's so you when know, I was younger, I totally was like, I'm different. Yeah. All my friends are guys. Like I was that, I was that bitch. Same. Yeah. And now Guilty. I'm like, and now I have like one male friend <laughs> ever. Like yeah. maybe two. I don't really, I mean, I don't know. I always say, I'm like, look, if men had a sense of humor, why are they beating us to death? Like, oh, sorry, it's yeah. super dark. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> super, oh, oh sorry. My gosh. It's a punchline. But, um. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. What was I saying? No, not all men. Yeah. I used to like being different from other girls, but mm. now I really don't appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. Stronger together. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody should get this book and read it because it is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's very you can get enjoyable. It on Amazon. It's a great coffee table piece, mm. by the way. I've moved it throughout my house several times. Especially if I like <laughs> some girlfriends are coming over. I'm like, here's an astrology book and a stripper book out. Like, <laughs> happy like, for hours. Yes, yeah. I love astrology books. Yeah, like, and they're the like astrology of you and me. 
That's mm. the uh, one that I just got. It's That's good. Little, it's amazing. It's, it's so really detailed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like mind blown. A Virgo call. I have a Virgo coworker yeah. and it's giving me the best insights. Virgos are I love Virgos. I'm not supposed to. No, they're they're them. wonderful, but they're no, very I'm complex. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, but mm. I kind of like I love Virgos so much because they're just so judgmental. <laughs> and I and I, I get a thrill out of like watching them just they're, like, they're super out funny though. Yeah. I'm like, are you like it's okay like it's like what are you thinking right now and they like can't tell you I'm like it's like it's just Mm. I I find amusement because another like maybe this is like a narcissistic quality Mm. but I really like when people judge me because I'm like wow you're taking time out of your day to think about me it's like that's fantastic (laughs) I'm not thinking anything about you (laughs) what's your name again you know what I mean it's just like yeah so yeah Virgos are just my sister's a Virgo Mm -hmm. like oh some of my really good friends are Virgos it's just yeah so analytical yeah they're so bitchy inside but they would never they're not on the outside I have a Virgo moon yeah which is you know yeah the inner inner part of myself that I hide (laughs) deep dark bitch (laughs) she's there somewhere I actually need to find her well she's a she's a Gemini so she's got a couple Um, of okay I have a lot of different identities good good keep it fresh just hanging out so you're a Leo I'm a Leo sun uh, Leo moon Libra rising Mm -hmm. so I'm all like hi people 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 yeah. me hi yeah. am i not the sun okay i'm not the sun right <laughs> but i think i am the sun pretty sure i'm the sun so your I'm birthday's like, coming the clock up? not revolve around yeah, it is yeah my, oh my god yeah my birthday's january 30th Yay. happy, happy early birthday, birthday. yeah my birthday's coming up i'm gonna be 32 i uh i, I also i'm an aquarius mm-hmm. and most aquariuses hate their birthdays because no one comes out to a January birthday. Oh. Everyone's busy and broke and mm-hmm. trying to be sober. Or if you're a student, it's finals. There's in the, or like tax season coming up, you're broke from the holidays. Like nobody ever wants to do anything. And so I like never plan anything for my birthday. Mm-hmm. But I have, but I plan shows all the time. So I get all the attention that I need. So it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think mm-hmm. this year for my birthday. I want to take myself on an epic self-care date. Ooh, Sounds perfect. Yeah. Go eat oysters and get like a really long, painful massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my jam. You know. Mm-hmm. That sounds so Get really mm-hmm. high and go to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't the best. Know. I love that you're comfortable going to do stuff by yourself like that. Like I can sit down at a restaurant by myself mm-hmm. and not even have to sit on my phone the whole time and like enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And that's not for everyone, but like seeing a movie by yourself or just honestly alone time is so taken for granted. Spend some time with yourselves. Yeah. I have to be alone. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that I'm an extrovert who needs like six hours a day alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like an like introverted wake, extrovert. Hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really can't. I, I love giving to people and I love performing and I love engaging. Uh, but no, I can't. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. I have to get, go yeah. and recharge and totally. be alone and sit with my paints and, like, mm. stare at the wall. Resonating once again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really need a lot of alone time. And some people don't. Like, I have some people in my life who do not know how to be alone. And I keep trying to, like, teach them. <laughs> But, like, you can't teach someone how to be alone, you know? Mm-mm. You can't tell someone to get a hobby. I have, like, 80 hobbies. <laughs> so it's really easy for me to be alone. 
Mm-hmm. Like I have 13 books with bookmarks in them right yeah. now. If you oh can my entertain God, yourself, <laughs> if you can entertain yourself and show yourself a good time, then that's that's a healthy form of self-care too. It doesn't have to be a bubble bath or a face mask. If you can just have fun being your own friend. Mm-hmm. That's mm. very healthy. Oh, yeah. Be your own friend. <laughs> I love and that. I love that you brought up journaling too because sometimes I'm just like I have a lot on my mind and I'll think mm. like, okay, I have a free hour. What do I want to do in this hour? And I'll like try and fill it with productivity because I don't know how to like yeah. – I'm having like a definitely like a workaholic surge especially over the last year thanks to our planet Saturn. Um, But, but I'm in a place where I like have to force myself like, hey, just – grab a book and read it or just sit mm-hmm. and have your tea. And I like give myself permission to have these moments of just mm-hmm. hanging out with me or just yeah. writing out what I'm thinking because we hold, we we're like dump trucks that pick up things throughout the day. Yeah. And then the next person we see, it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> dump all my dump truck all over you. And it really helps to just write out what you're thinking. Or even mm-hmm. if you're writing something that has nothing to do with your day to day and isn't like your diary format, but you're just, a creative short story or something mm-hmm. just for yourself. So It's also good. To, I would also, one thing I would recommend if you don't want to journal because you think like it's your diary and somebody's going to read it, just write it down on loose leaf paper and burn it. Mm-hmm. Just, but it's yeah. important to get it out. I mm-hmm. always like, I equate it with, I'm going to get crass here, but it's like taking your morning shit. <laughs> if you don't take your morning shit, your mm-hmm. day's fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? I'm all grumpy. I can't do this. I can't do this because I haven't like done my thing yet. That's how I feel about writing. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a block and this is like the artist's way. Have you read yeah, the I do way? morning pages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. morning yeah. pages. Mm-hmm. Write your three pages. It's mm-hmm. like your morning shit. You need to get, because if you're at all creative, you need, there's a lot of like junk that you mm-hmm. just need to like get out of your brain and that's what your morning pages are so mm-hmm. it's not about writing something that you look back on when you're when your granddaughter opens your diary it's <laughs> like wow grandma was so i need my granddaughter to know. i always think it's about like, no <laughs> you just be like i fucking hate that i only ever get salted peanuts i should probably reduce my sodium intake just like write your self-doubt out yeah. you know write that stuff down and reread it to yourself and be like mm-hmm. this is ridiculous mm-hmm. i need and my granddaughter to stay Away and then my carry on with <laughs> yeah because sometimes my diary is really lame yeah mm-hmm. like, well, actually most of the time <laughs> and it's fine if it's boring and lame and just mundane things that you did throughout the day sometimes you just need to clear your mind yes um so we are almost out of time but there's one thing i do want to ask you so this is kind of uh something new that i want to start doing with all of our guests if you could tell your younger self one thing, one piece of advice about sexuality, your sexuality, what would you, what would you say? Oh my God. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm victim blaming myself immediately. Just so you know where where your mind goes. Mm -hmm. I would be like, don't hang out with that guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I would do, uh, honestly. But what I would, what would I tell my younger self about my sexuality? Um... That it, there's no rush. Mm. Yeah, don't do I would just say don't do anything you don't want to do. Mm. Yeah. It, but not hard. I don't know. I didn't really. I was a late bloomer. Mm. I wasn't doing any. I didn't do anything I didn't want to do. I was pretty boring, actually. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Mm. Sorry. So, yeah, I don't know. I would just say, yeah, don't do anything you don't want to do. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Consent and boundaries. Yeah, and we some, talk about yeah. that a lot on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes that feels boring. 
because you're not like living this colorful fuckscapade mm. but yeah. like you will eventually it's like don't rush yeah, it's it right. well because also slut doesn't mean down for anything i am so right. not down for so many things like i don't enjoy group sex i don't enjoy play parties i learned this because mm-hmm. everyone's like you should come to this because you would enjoy this i'm like no i like to sneak away and fuck i don't that's like such to a fuck smart publicly. point yeah but slut doesn't that, mean oh no. you automatically do anal or no, whatever slut means you enjoy your own sexuality mm-hmm. and you are enjoying that journey and sometimes it means being celibate. It doesn't matter. But it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think slut is just honoring whatever your individual sexuality is. Yeah. And not like feeling obliged to like tick all of the boxes. Fuck yeah. But the to-do list was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for this <laughs> amazing episode. <laughs> Hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests, from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spell books, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven. So I also wanted to take a moment to shout out a few of the patrons we have so far. Shout out to Melina Beatrice and to... Meredith Andrews, thank you so, so much. And also a shout out to my boyfriend and to my mom. Thanks y'all for supporting. means a lot. (laughs) So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website, and support us on Patreon. We love you and we want to continue offering these amazing podcast episodes. And we're so grateful to do that and have your support.